Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. COVID-19 vaccines found more cases of heart inflammation than expected among members of our U.S. military. It is raising questions about the role of exercise. Why experts say the vaccine's benefits still greatly outweigh the risks. Later developed chest pain and sought medical attention. Tests showed it was myocarditis. Myocarditis uh, is an inflammation of the heart muscle, and typically this is seen in response to an infection. This is the Trevor Carey Show. On the Valley's Power Talk. Last week, the CDC said there was a likely link, and the military study adds more evidence. They found all cases were in men, all happened within four days of vaccination, and most happened after the second dose. But the cases in healthy, fit military members, why it's happening is still a mystery. But other studies have found nearly 1% of college and pro athletes infected with COVID develop this heart inflammation. That means infection poses a much higher risk of heart problems than vaccination. No, not per se, not as we're figuring it out there, newsman. You got a lot of branch Covidians out there with these mandates from the Biden administration, you know. What a way to purge the U.S. military of individuals who believe in their right to, uh, to have medical freedom, their right to not be a test subject. Is anybody asking what this will do to the readiness and the effectiveness of the United States military? Well, well, well. Uh, We reached out to three Valley congressmen on the efforts that they've undertaken to protect the men and women of the U.S. Armed Forces, their spouses, their children. These Americans put so much on the line, so much risk of life, so much time away from from home and, and family. And to have the Biden administration treat them this way it is just beyond it truly is they don't realize we got an enemy called china right oh yeah maybe well maybe uh maybe the big guy has too much on the plate right there or maybe he actually has some things that maybe he wouldn't want to come out about china uh we talked about that in into uh major detail congressman devin nunez on china do the chinese have compromise. Remember that term? We all had to deal with that. Supposedly the Russians had all this dirt on Trump and Republicans. Uh, The fact of the matter is the Russians have lots of dirt on Democrats and the Chinese probably have lots of dirt also on Democrats and their allies in the media and their allies with the big tech companies. Yeah, Congressman Nunes, ranking member on the Intelligence Committee, uh, they sent a letter on October 21st. This was uh, sent to us from the Nunes campaign, or office. October 21st, signed by all committee Republicans, addressed to the Director of National Intelligence, expressing concerns about the mandate. 
and how it relates to members of the intelligence community. They demanded information on whether they did studies on what the percentage of the workforce uh, would be uh, caused to be be lost to this. It's our security. Uh, it's the military. I mean, uh, this is going to come back and bite in a really, really bad way. This is one of the cults that the Democrat Socialist Party is following in this country, this cult that everybody, if you don't agree with us, you're somehow a racist. And so they're you know, talking about critical race theory. You know, Why was the military talking about critical race theory when we have China doing all of these things? So here we are this week going to have all of these people come in front of us publicly to talk about diversity in the workforce, while at the same time, what are they doing to the, to the workforce in the military intelligence uh, agencies? They're yeah. forcing vaccinations. They're forcing max, uh, mask wearing. Uh, they're talking about right. teaching critical race theory. They're not working on the things they should be doing, which That's is right. how do we deter China and how do we win a war against China? Well, we know this past month there have been a lot of people uh, staging protests and walkouts across the country. Refusal right now stands among 25% of the armed forces, about 50% of city police forces. And, I mean, we got a lot of places uh, of business and organizations like the military, man. They're not going to be able they're going to be able to cope. 10% loss of workforce even. We got many things that would crumble out there. They're not thinking about it. And you remember when we go back and you heard uh, Congressman Nunes, they're talking about it. It's a cult, right? That's why I call them the Branch Covidians. They are a cult. Remember way back. How far back? Well, pretty far back. Um, Fauci said we only needed 70% of the population vaccinated to hit herd immunity. Remember that? Oh, I remember it. Do you remember it? No, that's a really good point. I don't have a really firm answer for you on that. Okay, well, you did then. 70% would hit herd immunity. Now they want 96%. Really, actually, they they want 100%. You know that, right? And, and they claim that the program would be successful with between 70, 75% of the public taking the double jab, right? It was only, only going to go away, man, if, if this happened. Lie after lie after lie after lie. If it worked, you would need you wouldn't need all this lying. You wouldn't need the deceit if if it honestly was what you actually said that it was. And we have we now have after five hundred and eighty nine days, we have some information. We have some data. Highly vaccinated countries like Israel, where majority of the infections now and hospitalizations are among vaccinated people. So what does that say? We have inspections, infections that are spiking a long time after the vaccine was introduced. And right after Israel became one of the most vaccinations on the planet, it had one of the highest infection rates on the planet. Explain this to me. I don't know how to explain it. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a scientist. Dr. Vora, Fresno County, explain it. We need experts to step in right now and explain these, these kinds of things. We actually had the, the peak of cases uh, in 2020, uh, the, the high peak ended before the vaccine even rollout started. So I don't know. Did the vaccine do anything to reduce infection rates? Now you're being told you need more through, through booster requirements. The Moderna CEO talking about more and more going to happen. And yes, you would think that is the efficacy rate uh, drops. Then if you want to be protected, if you want to be, quote, uh, parentheses, fully vaccinated, that doesn't mean where you stand right now. It's going to be more coming in the future. And their plan is that 
we might say that we're going to refuse to comply, but when our paycheck, our livelihoods are threatened, that we will submit, right? Well, I'll tell you why a lot of people, I'll tell you why the Biden administration believes that. I'll tell you why Biden and Saki and, and Fauci came out and lied about their, you know, they said there wouldn't be any mandates. Uh, they had to lie. They had to. And uh, they, they actually think that, you know, people that are saying they're refusing to comply, a lot of police, a lot of fire, uh, they, they believe that. You know why? Because that's how they would respond. A lot of people got a lot of heart out there. A lot of people got a lot of principles out there, and they're going to stand up for it. And I'm not saying that you don't have heart or you don't have principles if you've received the vaccine. That's between you, as I always say, your doctor, your own research, talking it over with your own family, talking it over with God or whoever you need to talk it over with. That's up to you. That's between you and you (laughs) is how it should be, right? But uh, we've got a lot of people out there that have decided that they do not want to do that. And I don't think the, the Biden administration was prepared for this kind of uh, this kind of resistance, right? But that doesn't mean that they don't have pa- plans in place for, for this resistance, right? You know they do. 559-230-4242. 559-230-4242. Let's go say happy Thursday afternoon to Stephen Clovis. Hi, Steve. Hey, Trevor. Yeah, talking about the uh, all the infections seeming to come from uh, the people that are vaccinated, I just wonder, I got in the back of my mind that is the vaccine causing them? Well, uh, the the vaccine, uh, the the mRNA that they put in there, the spike protein that goes after what it will actually do is fight against the the COVID SARS too. But you have the Delta variant coming into the body. Possibly, it's not designed to fight against that. So that would that leave you a little more vulnerable? That's maybe why we saw such an explosion. I don't, I don't know. We're just we're just a couple old country boys sitting around here trying to figure this out, right? Yeah, as far as the Delta is concerned, they're using the same test that can't determine the difference between COVID and the flu. Well, remember, uh, Stephen, they said that PCR test, and believe me, we were all over uh, uh, Vora here locally trying to find out how many times they were sampling that to get their cases. And the word from the FDA was they were going to change that in the fall. Do you remember hearing that, that that would be able to differentiate between COVID and the flu? Because we had zero Uh, flu numbers last year, zero. uh Uh-huh, yeah, and uh, haven't heard a thing about the test changing. I haven't either, and you would think that they would – try and implement that but it's all and a con it's all a con I, steve not that people if, not if that people haven't tell us it's a, if they can't tell us the difference between the flu and covid how the heck are they going to tell us the difference between covid and delta <laughs> well don't ask questions <laughs> that make so much sense steve thanks for the call man I, I tell you right now it is it is beyond what they're actually trying to push through right now and i don't think that uh, with the military, think about that. Think of what that's actually going to do. 
uh, to our effectiveness, to our readiness, right? Has this been thought through? And I think if they actually did decide to actually think it through, uh, they would actually find out that there's a whole lot of people that aren't going to put up with this. This is the president of the union of the New York City firefighters. As it stands right now, thousands of New York City firefighters that have put their lives on the line for New York City during the pandemic are being given a mandate to get vaccinated or lose their jobs. I'm worried. I'm worried that hundreds of my members that have told me they will not comply, I'm worried for them. I'm worried about their jobs, but I'm also worried for the New York City residents. I've told my members that if they choose to remain unvaccinated, they must still report for duty. And if they are told that they cannot work, it will be the department and the city of New York that sends them home. The blame will not be on the UFC firefighters. The UFA at this time will explore all avenues to protect our members. We will work with the MLC and the other unions to fight this mandate and keep this a personal choice. We would also like to keep the testing option in place, which it seems that the city is now abandoning. It's working. It's an option we can all live with, but uh, putting people out of work for making a personal health choice is something we can never accept. No, and people are standing up. And everything, man, from uh, all the economic instability, all the supply chain problems, the the border, right? Uh, yeah, just blame it all on the unvaccinated, right? This is, this is what we call communist gaslighting, and it's classic, man. This is exactly what they do. And I got an idea. What if we stop trying uh, to enforce all these mandates and all these passports and stop paying people to stay home from work right maybe we should stop you know trillions of dollars of of stimulus money from thin air to pay for people to sit home and then maybe we could watch if we turned it around how quickly problems in the united states would suddenly disappear but you know they don't they don't want those problems to disappear do they well looky here new numbers released on how many americans are still hostage in afghanistan this is criminal, man. Honesty, decency, hope, leaving nobody behind. I got the new numbers from yesterday next. This is the Trevor Carey Show on the Valley's Power Talk. The Trevor Carey Show on the Valley's Power Talk. President Trump's former chief of staff, Mark Meadows, is going to be on the show tomorrow at 3.30. Multiple sources now reporting former governor of New York, Andrew Cuomo, will be charged with a sex crime. I guess I'd put him on some kind of list, right? Some kind of sex list out there. Well, we'll have to see. Uh, Yeah, he allegedly groped somebody. But yet, uh, the truly, truly criminal charges of sending people back to die in the rest homes is, you know, swept under the rug. 559-230-4242. 230-4242. Daniel and Clovis, welcome to Power Talk. Hi. Yeah, how's it going, Trevor? Long time no speak. Well, good. Um, Thank you for calling, Daniel. Yeah, I wanted to make a couple points, and then I'll, I'll get your take on it. The first point is my mom is now hospitalized with COVID, having the vaccine and the booster, and she's now hospitalized in the hospital as we speak with COVID. And she's also very astringent and very um, aggressive as it comes to mask wearing and all that good stuff where I'm not one like that. I'm a little more lenient. I don't wear the mask and I'm fine. But I'm sorry to hear that, Daniel. Uh, what level of, is, of trouble is she in right now? The Doctor optimistic? Uh, 
Yeah, she's now she's now stable, but when she went in, she was pretty bad off, very dry cough, which really having a lot of trouble. But my point is, so she's had the vaccination along with the booster and wears her mask whenever she goes out and even tries to avoid going out, and she still came down with COVID. And so my point would be, I guess the mask wearing is not very scientific, but I guess the mask wearing and the vaccine for her did not work too well. Yeah. How old's and, your mom, Daniel? Uh, my mom's in her early 60s. Okay. And so she's up there, but she's not old, old, but she's getting there. She's up there. Um, the other point I had to make is, as it comes to these walkouts with the airlines, the police and firemen and, and so on, it plays perfectly into the democratic socialist playbook because they're the ones that wanted to underfund the police and they're the ones that always cut the military spending. So if you have the military already walking out on their own and the police force already walking out on their own, that just plays into their playbook and they're probably happy about it and don't even care if they come back or not. Good point, Daniel. You probably got Ilhan Omar going, hey, we just did this. Look at that. Look how easy that was to get rid of 25% of those God-fearing conservatives in the military. Uh, not that they're all conservatives. There's probably some liberals that didn't want to take it. But I think that we got a lot of people that stand up for themselves are of a certain political mindset. So I, I give the Democrats an F when it comes on a grade scale, an F when it comes to their policies. And I give them an A-plus when it comes to their strategy. I wish that the Republicans and conservatives came up with better strategies to com- combat their tyranny and combat their treason. Well, you know what? Great point, Daniel. And you know what that strategy would be is making noise, getting attention, exactly. making noise. And, you know, I'm 55 now, Daniel, and your mom in her early 60s, that's still young. She's not getting up there. Right. And I think that we all need to do a little better on volunteer work. Like you said, making some noise, volunteering, and get some of these old folks out of there, get some young bloods in there that are willing to fight and willing to stand up and willing to prosecute these crooks because that's what they are. They're, they're crooks. Well, we need, of all these- we need everybody to stand up. Daniel, thank you, and I uh, hope your mom, everything gets going good there. Sounds like she's out of the woods as it seemed when she went in. But there's another example. Uh, his mom in her early 60s, which the CDC said she had a 99.41% uh, chance of survival, I don't know. She had the vaccine. We're hearing this. They call those the the breakthrough cases, right? Well, uh, let, got some new numbers. We're not going to leave anybody behind, are we, Joe? Honesty, decency, hope, leaving nobody behind. Yeah, okay, but uh, you did make a decision, right? You made a judgment call. My job is to make judgments no one else can or will make. Okay. Uh, we now have new numbers. Correction, please. The Pentagon's made the latest revision of the number of U.S. citizens that were left behind in Afghanistan. And what was it, 365 yesterday? Uh, 363. Now it's up to 439. Are, are you going to send some people to go get them, Joe? When the Lord says, whom shall I send? Who shall go for us? American military has been answering for a long time. Here I am, Lord, send me. Yeah, why don't you send Hunter? He can uh, maybe bribe him out of the country, right? This latest tally came from the Undersecretary of Defense for Policy. And like everything else, these numbers keep on changing. And we don't know. We don't know how many Americans are left in Afghanistan. That's what I've been saying. And these numbers are now proving that. The numbers keep changing. Remember first, Biden administration said, oh, I got 100, maybe 200 that we're not going to leave behind. No, 100 to 200 that you did leave behind. Then the number went up to oh, yeah, 234. Then the number went up to 363. Now it's 439. 
and the State Department's even coming out going, and we have a certain percentage of those that want to leave and and don't want to leave. This total of 439 up from 363, uh, you know, saying some didn't want to leave. Do, do you buy that, that there's some that don't want to leave? I'm Maybe a couple, but I would think everybody wants to wants to get out of there. Uh, this this administration is beyond embarrassing for this country. Remember the Biden Harris administration? Isn't that what Joe always called it? Kamala called it the uh, Harris Biden administration, right? She was going to be a different vice president, going to be right there with him. She even uh, Biden even said Kamala knows how to govern. He even said she's ready on day one, right? That was the message. Ready on day one to be president. She's not going to be an understudy, right? She's going to be ready to be president on day one. The LA Times gave information about Kamala Mala's calendar, and the UK Daily Mail actually went through it as well. Well, let's see. Kamala has missed 206 presidential daily briefings in person since the administration took over in January. See, the the daily briefings... Uh, that's a lot of high level, a lot of, uh, of information, national security issues, right? The president's there, key members of the cabinet, advisors are there, and Kamala hadn't been there. Of the 275 daily briefs between January 20th and October 22nd, she's attended 69 of them. <laughs> not not showing up in February. Uh, let's see, uh, Kamala did 18 press events with the president, uh, or with Biden, that fell to one in September, one in October, and the one in September was she was with Biden because of a 9-11 event. In October, the one event she was with Biden was the anniversary of the dedication of the MLK Memorial. So they're not hanging out together. You notice this? Well, I don't think we could have noticed it, but thanks to the LA Times and the Daily Mail UK went over the schedule and said she's not part of these presidential daily briefs. I mean, she's in town and she's not even going. And they made a big deal, didn't they, about this Biden-Harris administration? They were supposed to be so close, right? Ready to take over on day one. That was the message that went out there. And a, a lot of messages that are going out there these days, it's it's as a conservative, as somebody that loves this country, I know you're probably feeling like you're not hearing anything that makes you feel good. Well, I'll tell you what, you're going to feel good. Uh, you're almost going to feel like you took a political shower. Seriously. I'm going to come back and play you. Senator Tom Cotton taking his allotted time to go after Attorney General Merrick Garland over his attack on the good parents of America. And what I would say over the next eight minutes wouldn't even come close to inspiring you like Senator Tom Cotton. If you didn't hear it, you're going to hear it next. This is the Trevor Carey Show on the Valley's Power Talk. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol. Protecting our borders is more than a job, it's a calling. 
agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. You're listening to The Trevor Carey Show on the Valley's Power Talk. We know what a lot of these school boards are made of, don't we? Radical leftist race-hating victimhood proselytizers. Yeah, it sounds like Attorney General Merrick Garland. He was in a Senate Judiciary Committee hearing this week, and Republican senators stepped up to the plate and uh, knocked it out of the park, especially Senator Tom Cotton of Arkansas. It's all over the DOJ targeting these parents and the National School Board Association actually I guess we can say they walk back the language in their letter demanding that the Biden administration, you know, get the feds, use the Patriot Act against mom and dad that don't like the critical race theory or the transgender bathroom situations, as I guess we'll call it. In Loudoun County, Virginia, you had a, a charge of rape by a, a boy in a skirt, a transgender in a women's girl's bathroom. And uh, there were two events that actually went down. But anyhow, you had Attorney General Garland admitting that why he targeted these these parents was the letter from the National School Board Association, not real evidence as here. At the start, you had Senator Chuck Grassley pressing him on whether he would rescind the memo. Uh, no, he was not going to rescind the memo. You had Senator Josh Hawley call on Garland to resign, and he grilled him. Garland said, I've seen that memo. Uh, but uh, Holly said, well, yeah, that's what concerns me, Attorney General Garland, is that memo, as we've seen. Uh, Holly accused Garland of having weaponized the FBI and the DOJ. You had Senator Ted Cruz pressuring him to answer questions about, remember that story that came out about his son-in-law that founded that, that, that firm that was actually doing the whole systemic racism, critical race theory, all the, the white supremacy stuff. Um, it was funded by his company, and that would be, kind of be, I think, a little conflict of interest, right? Uh, but uh, he wouldn't answer that as well. But uh, the best, and uh, again, I, I play snippets of audio of things that happened, but as I was going through this, I was like, man, I, I don't want to take anything uh, out of this. I, I want you to hear Uh, And it's going to feel good. Let's turn to your outrageous directive sicking the feds on parents at school boards across America. When you crafted that October 4th memo, did you consult with senior leadership at the FBI? My understanding was that the memo um, or the idea of the memo had been discussed with the FBI before. Did anyone at the FBI express any doubt or disagreement or hesitation with your decision to issue that memo? No one expressed that to me. No one? To me. No one expressed that to me, no. Because a lot of them have contacted us and they said they did, Judge. I'm sorry? A lot of FBI officials have contacted my office and said that they opposed this decision. Well, I doubt any of them spoke to me about it because I didn't speak to, to uh, no one. All right, made that all right. To me. Uh, Judge, you've repeatedly, you've repeatedly dissembled this morning about that directive. For instance, about the National Security Division. Chuck Grassley asked you a very simple question, why you would sick the National Security Division of the Department of Justice on parents. John Cornyn asked you the same thing. You said it wasn't in your October 4th memorandum, it was in another office's memorandum. It wasn't another office's memorandum, Judge. It was in a press release from your office, right here in front of me, October 4th, 2021, for immediate release. You're gonna create a task force 
that includes the National Security Division. What on earth does the National Security Division have to do with parents who are expressing disagreements at school boards? Nothing in this memorandum or any memorandum is about parents expressing disagreements with their school boards. The memorandum makes clear that uh, parents are entitled and protected by the First Amendment to have vigorous debates. We don't, uh, uh, the Justice Department is not interested in that question at all. It is oh, okay, so even in that case, what, what is the National Security Division, Judge? The these are the people that are supposed to be chasing jihadists and Chinese spies. What does the National Security Division have to do with parents at school boards? This is not, again, about parents at school boards. This is about threats of violence. Okay, let me, let me turn to that because you've said that phrase repeatedly throughout the morning. Threats or violence and threats of violence. Violence and threats of violence. Yeah. We've heard it a dozen times this morning. As Senator Lee pointed out, the very first line in your October 4th memorandum refers to harassment and intimidation. Why do you continue to dissemble in front of this committee that you are only talking about violence and threats of violence when your memo says harassment and intimidation? Senator, I said in, it, uh, in my testimony that it involved other kinds of criminal conduct, and, the, and I explained to Senator Lee that the uh, statutory definitions of those terms and the constitutional definitions of those terms involve threats of violence. Okay, let's look at one of those statutes you cited, yeah. Section 223. Yeah. That statute covers the use of not just telephones, but telecommunications devices to annoy, to annoy someone. So are, are you going to sick your U.S. attorneys and the FBI on a parent's group if they post on Facebook something that annoys a school board member, well, Judge? The answer to that is no. And the, the provision that I was particularly uh, drawing to his attention was 2261A which was to engage in- I wasn't talking about 2261. I know you mentioned that. You also mentioned 223. That's what I mentioned. Yeah, but the only- okay, you, Judge, you also, told, you also told Senator Klobuchar that this memorandum was about meetings and coordination. Yeah. Meetings and coordination. Yeah. Well, I have in my hand right here that I'll submit to the record a letter from one of your U.S. attorneys to all of the county attorneys, to the attorney general, to all sheriffs, to the school board association of his state, in which he talks about federal investigation and prosecution. It's not about meetings, it's not about coordination, it's about federal investigation and prosecution. I did, you, did you direct your U.S. attorneys to issue such a letter? I did not. I have not seen that letter. My it's got three pages. It's got three pages well, my of spreadsheet my about all the federal crimes that a, that a parent could be charged with, to include the ones you cited. Did, did, my, my memorandum, did Maine Justice make this spreadsheet, Judge? I don't have any idea. Uh, my memorandum speaks specifically about setting up meetings, and I'll just read it again, convene meetings. Judge, we, we've all read your memorandum. Well, we've then, also then you heard you dissemble it, about your memorandum. I have, I have, and the record now shows, one of your U.S. attorneys sending out a letter about federal prosecution investigation and list in detail the federal statutes for which you could be prosecuted. Judge, you've talked a lot about intimidation and harassment. Have you issued a memorandum like your October 4th memorandum about the Black Lives Matter rights from last summer? You're talking about the, the summer of 2020? In the summer of 2020, there a were- A lot of crimes committed. People haven't been- There were a lot of prosecutions yet. and they were under the previous administration. Okay, Judge, what about this? It is no doubt, you're, 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 even though parents at school boards aren't within federal jurisdiction. There's no doubt that federal officials are. You keep saying senators. Have you started an investigation into the harassment of Senator Kirsten Sinema in a bathroom? In a bathroom? Because she won't go along with the Democratic Party's big tax and spend agenda? 
That is a sitting United States senator being harassed in a bathroom. I don't know whether the senator has referred the matter to the Justice Department or not. You've cited as the basis for that directive the National School Board Association's letter of September 29th. Was that directive being prepared before September 29th, before the School Board Association letter was issued? I don't believe so. Certainly, I didn't have any idea. So it was only prepared at, okay, I think that answers the question. I already answered that so, question So you, you keep citing the school board letter and news reports. That's news right. One of the news right. reports cited in that letter, which you presumably mean, is from Loudoun County, Virginia. No, that's Scott, not, that is not um, uh, what I was talking about. Well, talking it, about, you keep citing news reports, yeah. and that's the most prominent news report that anyone in America has seen. That refers to Scott Smith, whose 15-year-old daughter was raped. She was raped in a bathroom by a boy wearing girls' clothes, and the Loudoun County School Board covered it up because it would have interfered with their transgendered policy during Pride Month. And that man, Scott Smith, because he went to a school board and tried to defend his daughter's rights, was condemned internationally. Do you apologize to Scott Smith and his 15-year-old daughter, Judge? Senator, anyone who's a uh, child was raped as uh, is a, a most horrific crime I can imagine and is certainly entitled and protected by the First Amendment to protest to their school board about that. But he was cited is, by the school board association that's fine, as a domestic not, terrorist, which we now know that letter and those reports were the basis for your... No, th this no is, Senator, this is that's wrong. Shameful. Judge, that's, this is shameful. This, here, this testimony, your directive, your performance is shameful. Okay, that's not... Th thank God you are not on the Supreme Court. You that, should resign in disgrace, Judge. Mm. Way to go, Senator Tom Cotton, right? Put him in his place. Uh, that rape at Loudoun County School in Virginia. Listen to how NBC News covers this. This is a this is a rape of a child. But it's just one county. And how have these school board fights become this big part of now a campaign across the state? I mean, that's extraordinary. But how much misinformation ends up out there, right? These culture wars are often wrapped up in getting people fired up over things that aren't even major issues. Absolutely. Absolutely. Not even major issues. Getting fired up about things that aren't even major issues. Uh, a teenage high school female student being raped in a bathroom, the girls' room, by a transgender boy in a skirt. And yeah, not a big issue. Fired up over things that aren't even major issues. Absolutely. This is the Trevor Carey Show on the Valley's Power Talk. The Trevor Carey Show on the Valley's Power Talk. Yesterday we had uh, Trump's advisor Peter Navarro on the show. Tomorrow we'll have President Trump's former uh, White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows on the show. Uh, wasn't that good to hear Senator Tom Cotton right there going after uh, Attorney General Merrick Garland, telling him he should uh, resign? Well, he had he, he stayed on his role later on. Speaking of people who should resign in disgrace, Tony Fauci should resign in disgrace. He repeatedly lied to the American people and the Congress saying that his agency did not fund this risky, dangerous research in China, of all places. And now his agency has admitted that. 
He has lost all moral authority to serve in this administration and to give any kind of guidance to the American people. His next public appearance shouldn't be at the Congress. It should be in the federal courthouse. When you Indeed. Don't you wish all Republicans were like that? Why aren't they in unison like that? It would just be incredible if they were. Uh, but uh, we should expect the same from the swamp media. You could have uh, a teenage girl raped in high school and they'll say this. Fired know. up over things that aren't even major issues. Absolutely. Absolutely. Fired up over things that aren't major issues. Well, I wonder where maybe they picked that up from, huh? We don't have time to be wasting on these phony, trumped-up culture wars. This fake outrage that the right-wing media peddles to juice their ratings. And the fact that he's willing to go along with it instead of talking about serious problems that actually affect serious people. That was Obama campaigning for McAuliffe, uh, you know, in the governor's race in Virginia. That's a shame. That's not what this election's about. (laughs) That's not what you need, Virginia. Instead of forcing our communities to cut back at a time when we're just starting to recover, we should be doing more to support people who are educating our kids and keeping our neighborhoods safe. Oh, what they're doing, they're tearing our kids apart. They're tearing them apart, and it's not trumped up. To be wasting on these phony, trumped-up culture wars. Yeah, why don't you tell that to the dad whose daughter was raped? Phony, trumped-up culture wars. You you notice how you use the word trumped-up, don't you? That was intentional. Uh, I'm not eating Taco Bell over their little Nas spokesperson, right, with the 666 blood shoes. Taco Bell signed on with the Satanist. Uh, I never really ate there that much anyhow, but now I'm not eating Twix. I love Twix. I love Twix out of the refrigerator. Uh, this is this is where Twix went at at, at Halloween time here. Uh, they released a brand new ad that has a, a nanny, but this nanny's a witch all in black, and she's encouraging a boy who's wearing dresses uh, to wear them and maybe even kills a kid who makes fun of them. I'm going to play you this, and I'm going to give you the talk-along here as we go into this. Twix here. presents Bite-Size Halloween. All right, it shows a van pulling up to a house. Boo, black boots hit the floor. It's a witch. Ding-dong. A little boy in a dress in the living room gets up and goes to the door. Purple dress. Hi. I'm your new nanny. I don't need a nanny. Bam, he rudely shuts the door. She's all in black like a witch with a witch hat on and all this. And he goes back in his purple dress. He's playing with dolls on the living room floor. Then suddenly, bam, she shows up inside. Well, your parents seem to think you do. How did she get in? She's a witch. What's your favorite color? They're coloring at the dining room table. She's babysitting the nanny. She's all in, uh, see, black lipstick, all in black, pale white face. He's sitting there, blonde hair kid, about, I don't know, seven, eight, nine years old in a purple dress. He asks, what's your favorite color? Black. Other than black. Oh, um, charcoal. Now a little girl's walking by the front yard with a wagon and her uh, dolls in it and her teddy bears, and she sees the little boy in the dress. Why are you all dressed up? It's not Halloween yet. Oh, he's all hurt. He runs back in the house. He's all offended, right? Because they thought it was Halloween that he was dressed in a dress. Can I help you? Are you a good witch or a bad witch? Do you want to find out? The wind starts blowing. She scares the little girls. You buckled? 
Now they're in the van and they're gonna they're gonna take off to the park. She's in a princess. He's in a princess you look dress. Like a girl. Why are you wearing that? Dressing like this makes me feel good. Is that your nanny? She looks weird. You look weird. Your nanny looks weird. You guys are both weird. No, we're just different. Boys don't wear dresses. So they're picking on him in the park, and the nanny walks in with these witch powers. Right, the wind starts blowing. The little boy in the dress turns around and looks at her with a smile. Whoa! Where is it coming from? What's happening? The kid just disappeared and his coat fell. The bully kid. Will he come back? Yeah, probably. Come on. The witch walks off with the little kid and says, Happy Halloween from Twix. Why did they have to go there? Told you you'd miss 2020. Add for a candy bar. A boy dressed as a girl and a nanny who's a literal witch that encourages the behavior. Maybe even kills a kid who made fun of him, huh? And Twix sponsored it. What's happened to us, right? What has happened to us? Uh, it's all a joke, right? It's just a joke. Now when you eat Twix, you can think of a little kid being trans, right? Thanks to Agent Squires, God willing... We'll come back. We'll do it again tomorrow, 3 o'clock. Jonathan Keller coming up next. Have a great evening. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.